And Father, thank you for this day that you've given to us. May we use this day, Father, to worship you in truth and the spirit. And Father, this time, use this opportunity to come together and learn more about you, Father. To learn more about what you want for us in our lives. And to learn more about life itself. Yes. Father, the topic for tonight is about suffering. And there are a lot of questions that we as human beings, we ask upon this topic. Why does it happen? Why is it that good people suffer, Father? Why is it we Christians suffer? All these questions we ask. And Father, we pray that we're able to find the answers through your way. Amen. Be with us, Father. Open up our hearts and open up our minds to take in what is being taught and to understand it and to teach one another, Father, and to grow in spirit and in knowledge of you and what you want for our lives. Father, we know that everything happens for a reason. Yes. And Father, we know that you're in control of all. Be with us, Father, and be with our dad as he presents this topic, Father. Speak through him and let us all be listeners to your way. This is our prayer to you. For your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 Good evening, all my cherished viewers. Yeah, once again, and this is your brother Paul uh, presenting the word of God to you. And I hope you are all well. I and my family are doing great. If you see us singing, it means we are well. And if you have opportunity to listen to me, it means you are also well. Once you have life in you, that's all matters. We need to give thanks to Almighty God, the creator of our universe and the maker of mankind. He deserves all our praise because it is him that uh, uh, we live and it is uh, him who also uh, have made it possible for you to live at this time. Brothers and sisters, uh, I've come to the end of my presentation, uh, Evolution and Creation, um, which we started uh, about five weeks ago. So uh, if you didn't get chance to listen to that tape, please go and find that. You'll find it uh, on my Facebook page, which is uh, Polofin Teachings, and also you find it on Ben Yaps. And if you go to Facebook, uh, YouTube also, you can find it. Some are also taking me from podcast and Radio Republic, and these are only audios. But the YouTube, Facebook one, uh, they are videos, so you can uh, source me from there. And as I said, I know you are doing well. Tonight, the topic is different. And this is in continuation from last week's topic, though we have finished that, but the question came through, which is, you know, reasonable question that people always ask. Why suffering? Why pain? Why do people suffer if God is alive? We hear, this, uh, we hear these, uh, I mean, questions all the time. And people also ask with, you know, that kind of, uh, what do you call it, uh, a passion. They, 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 they ask this question. Why do people suffer if we say God is alive? Why the pain? Why the torture? Why the agony? Why the problems we have in the world? So this is what we're trying to you know, tackle tonight. I may not answer all your questions, but what 
I think I'll present to you through the help of Almighty God, uh, you can get some sort of comfort from what I'm going to say. Now, oftentimes you hear these, uh, uh, someone questioning, I mean, saying that if God is alive, why the pain, suffering, and problems in this world? You see, a friend of mine revealed to me that she stopped believing in God the very day her husband died because she couldn't understand why. We say God is loving, but he will allow him to die. He will allow him to suffer and die. He couldn't understand that. So because of that, he stopped you know, believing in God. I'm choosing to discuss this topic now because of what I said in the part five, uh, part four of uh, my lesson, uh, creation and evolution. When I was ending, uh, I posed that question that this is the reason why some people are saying that uh, they don't believe in God because they don't understand if God is truly alive, why should we suffer? Right, why should we suffer? Now, atheists also ask this question to ridicule Christians, to ridicule those who believe in God. If indeed God created this designed human body, as we say, if he designed it perfectly, why do we have flaws? Okay, such as pain and suffering in our bodies. So I think this lesson will we'll seek to help us to get some answers. If not every uh, answer that you want, but I think uh, we will try to you know, help in this uh, manner. You see, the sad thing about this situation where my lady friend blames God for her husband's death is that when the husband was well and alive and things were moving you know, smoothly for them, they never credited God, you know, for their happiness. But when bad things happen, it's God who gets the blame. Is that fair? But that is human for you. That is human for you. You may have also heard believers questioning with emotions. Like King David asks, Why, O Lord, do you stand afar? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? We read it from Psalm 10, verse 1, from the ESV. Why should good people suffer? Why is the unbelievers prosper? Why me, O oh God? We hear these lamentations all the time. Because nobody, I mean, want to live in pain. Nobody wants suffering. Nobody wants these bad experiences, these bad sensations. Nobody wants it. You see, sometimes we also create impression as if it is only the poor who suffer, but the rich and the affluent society do not have any worries at all. Thinking money is a solution to pain, suffering, and human problems. But this is not the case. It's not the case at all. Also, some believers, you know, argue that the righteous suffer more than the wicked. But this is also not always accurate. You see, problems and suffering come in different forms. So whether rich, poor, wicked, or righteous, they all suffer in diverse forms. 
we all get our share of these worldly problems and pains. I do not believe there is any family in this world that has no problem at all. I don't believe that. It might not be physical pain or sorrow, but what one has as a minor problem may be a major for someone. You see, which family, tell me, which family in this world has not seen death? Who or which family has not seen illness or disappointment before? None. There's no family at all. We all face it. We all know it. And that is why Job says, Man who is born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. If you read his book, chapter 14, verse 1, this is what he said. Man who is born of a woman is of few days, but full of trouble. So who can escape this? It is something that is written black and white. The atheists cannot escape this because they also face it. Right. This means when you are born of a woman, you are bound to face it. You are welcomed into life full of trouble and suffering. You see, wealth or riches cannot insulate anyone from these problems. Wickedness or righteousness cannot also insulate anyone from these worldly problems. There are some rich and important people in our societies who cannot sleep or move about without protection or police escort. Why? But there are also poor people and unimportant people in our societies who move freely or sleep without thinking of protection. You see, the rich need to be protected. Why the fear? If money and wealth solve problems we face in this world, why do the rich live in fear and so need protection? So, the fact that they have money doesn't mean they don't have problems. Their problems may be even bigger than you because they need to be protected. Why are they afraid? But the poor sleep and sleep soundly and snore. Why the rich need somebody to guide him because he's afraid? Why the fear? These are all problems we have in the world. So to think that the rich have no problem it's not accurate. It's not accurate. I must admit, it's not everything that we can understand in this life. Not at all. We cannot understand everything in this life. It is difficult to provide answers to why we suffer looking at it from human point of view. Solomon, the wise king, raises similar concerns when he said, in his book, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 15, he said, In my vain life, I have seen everything. There is righteous man who perishes in his righteousness. And there is a wicked man who prolongs his life in his evil doings. To Solomon, it doesn't make sense at all that the good people have to suffer while the bad ones continue in their wickedness. Have you not asked this question before? Why this? These unanswered questions 
have made atheists and some people with weaker faith to doubt the existence of God. Is this reason why you can say there is no God? That, that is them. In trying to find answers to suffering and pain, some believers of God have also resulted in relying on false promises, sugar-coated messages, and false hopes given by false prophets and self-acclaimed men of God who have nothing to offer us but to use the occasion to deceive and milk people who are naive in Christian religion and so to enrich themselves. These false prophets and teachers, these false men of God take advantage of our suffering in the world. They deceive people that they have solution to this so that you go to them and they milk you. Tomorrow they are rich and you are still staying in your poverty. Why this suffering? Now the question we must ask ourselves is, when and how the suffering starts? We all born into uh, this world and faces this kind of suffering. I mean, as soon as a child comes into the world, as soon as he step out the womb of the mother, he start to cry. Why they cry? He is welcome into the world of pain, world of torture, world of suffering. You understand? Now, when did they start? Let me tell you, sin, sicknesses, death, pain were not part of God's design and desire for his human creation. It wasn't a part at all. It was not there in the beginning. In the beginning, God created a perfect world that was completely free from all of these horrific evils. Indeed, God himself said what he made was very good after creating the, after creating the man. Genesis chapter 1 verse 31. So if this is the case, where from the pain and where from the suffering? What brought us to where we are now? Man was made perverse. There wasn't any diabetes. There wasn't any cancers, which we trying to, you know, even find answers to. There was no death. There was no pain. Everything was perfect. And God himself testified to that, that what I have made is good. That is what God created from the beginning. So when the suffering and pain come in, suffering and pain became part of human life after Adam and his wife used their power of choice to disobey God in the garden. You see, one thing God gifted humans is to give them power of choice. He did not make us as robots. He gave us that kind of power. When he put Adam and wife in the garden, he told them, everything you see belongs to you. You can eat, you can do whatever you want. So that choice was given to man. You have a choice. But it's the way that you use that power of your choice that counts. And remember, Whatever you use your power of choice to do, you will have effect in the future. Today, there are so many people 
who are campaigning for their human right, they have choice. And somebody said, well, I'm a man, but I have choice. I can, you know, turn to women. And this is what people are advocating today. Okay? Somebody said, I'm a man, but instead of sleeping with women, no, I will sleep with a man. He has that power of choice in his hand. So you think he can use it for anything. And that is the same thing Adam and Eve did. They had that, can't, that power of choice in their hand. So when God put them in the garden, let's listen to God. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 9, The Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil also was there. When God created all these kind of vegetation, plants, trees, and everything, there was two unusual plants or trees in the middle of the garden. And one of them is called the tree of life. Now, looking at his name, looking at the name, it suggests to you that probably if you eat, you have life eternal. It's called the tree of life. And there was one also called the tree of knowledge and evil, right? Tree of knowledge and good and evil. And this is also was in the garden. Now looking at the name, it tells you something. But God told them, what did he say? Now when we come to Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 and 17, right? What happened? God commanded the man that he has created, saying, You may surely eat every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge and of good and evil you shall not eat. And this is commandment, the first commandment that God gave to man. You shall not eat. For on the day that you will eat, you will surely die. Now, you see, so with all these, the very first commandment, God created man, the very first commandment that God gave to man is that they should not eat that. You know, someone has argued, why did God create that tree at all in the first place? I don't have answer to that question. But what I know is that Jehovah God warned them not to touch. And that is what is important. There are some, so many things in our life here, what sometimes we think they don't have any, any value for us. You see, when you see house flies, you think they are nuisance. When you see all these kind of organisms that causes uh, decomposition on all things, we think they are nuisance. But they have some value in our lives. Without these organisms, dead bodies will not even dec decompose. And you bury your dead body, come 10 years, you go and it is still fresh. With the help of these organisms, we call them nuisance. They 
are the ones that decomposes our bodies so that next time you go you get your land back like in biology when you study you know uh, anatomy and physiology we have something in our intestine we call these appendix now for so many years the doctors don't know the value of these appendix but now they know the value they know it's important so what i'm driving at is though you may question why god planted this tree called the tree of evil but he knows why he did it but that is not what is concerned to me today what is important is god warned the people not to touch not to touch now but the two disobey god and as a result guess what suffering pain death came to stay you see so where from all these pain where from all these suffering where from all these problems from the garden of eden when man sinned against god and as a form of punishment god said to the woman listen I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain, you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. Right? So this is what God told the woman. If you read it from Genesis chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, now to Adam, God said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten the tree which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Curse is the ground. Do you understand that? Curse is the ground because of you. In pain, you shall eat of it in all the days of your life. So, now you know the first time pain is mentioned is after the fall of man in the garden. When man disobeyed God and that is why the chemistry of mankind changed. And now you can see pain. Now you can see sorrow. Now you can see suffering. Now you can feel death. Did God not warn them Yes, he did. He warned them not to touch. I mean, God has created you as a form of respect. Why didn't you obey him? And this is what have caused us. Maybe you say, oh, Adam and Eve, they've caused a lot of problem to us. What about you? If it was you in the garden, probably you have taken, I mean, from your left and right hand and eat them. Because today, God is telling you something that you should not do, but you are disobeying him. So what difference does it make? You and Adam and Eve, what difference? Now we're trying to find why all these pain and sorrows came. And now we know why they came. After the curse, the earth became unsuitable for mankind to live. The paradise we knew before the sin is no more. It's all gone. And now God 
uh, said the man is going to live in his life with his pain, with his suffering. So now you know why this has come to stay with us. The question is, why do we have pain if we say there is God? We're trying to find answers to why we have this pain. Why man suffers. And today is going to be just introduction. So I'm not going to talk much. But from next week, we're going to find out, right, other causes of our suffering, other causes of our wounds, of our problems. We will look at the, uh, the, 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 the cause of our problems with regard to the past generation, what they have done. And you yourself, sometimes you create this pain and suffering to yourself. And then we look at nature. The way nature is made can also cause that kind of problems for you. So you need to respect the laws of the nature. Right. And sometimes we only cry wolf where there is no wolf. Sometimes some of the pain and suffering is just artificially created. It's not there. But we try to find it for ourselves. So next week, join me. And we are going to find out all these forms of pain and how they come about. And then we will find out what to do where there is pain, where there is suffering, where there is death. What should we do? So next week, join me. The question we must ask is, did Jesus promise us, I mean Christians or believers, that we are not going to face pain and suffering as some preachers are preaching? Oh, your, 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 your blessing is on the way. Why should you suffer if you are the child of God? You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't see this. And you see the way they are sweating. The bottom line is they want to milk you because you don't understand why you have all this pain. But let me tell you, God told Adam, because you have listened to your wife, you're going to be in this pain till you die. So next week, let's try to find out with all these Adam and Eve problems putting aside, how can we also cause this pain and suffering to ourselves without blaming Adam and Eve, but we blame ourselves or the past generation? So follow me. Once again, I'm your brother Paul Orphan. If you want to hear more of these things, please get time, visit the Church of Christ in your country. Visit Church of Christ in your city or your communities. Church of Christ is everywhere in the world. Our duty is to teach you how you can get your salvation. We are not going to teach you how you get away from pain because man is born into pain and is going to live into that. But there is a way out. There is a way out. That we can have some kind of comfort from all these pains. Is it us? These false preachers are telling us or oh, on hot form. Follow me next week the same time. And 
we will use the word of God to find answers to why we have pain and suffering whilst God sit there, whether he's concerned or not concerned, as people are saying. Why should God sit there unconcerned and we suffer? We'll use the Bible to find answers to this. So follow me. Please share my videos to as many as you can. And God will bless you as you're trying to find out the pain and suffering. If you know anybody who is having problems, and it's not anybody, you yourself, you can testify to yourself that you also have problems. Now, share this video with everyone because we all need it. And follow me next week so that we can find answers to this. God bless you as you continue to listen to my word. Share this. God bless you. Bye-bye.